Our scripture this morning is a continuation of the parables, some of which you will notice are worded in a rather confusing way. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 31 through 33, and verses 44 through 52. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, to, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until it was all leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Al. You may be seated. Let's pray. God, um, in this counter of life in front of us, help us clear it off. Get rid of the shoulds so we can receive your word. Amen. Which little game piece do you choose when you play Monopoly? That's not a game piece. The little hotel, those little plastic things? No, like the metal game. <laughs> You're making this more fun. <laughs> That's what you buy. That's right. As a refresher, there's the top hat, the race car, the thimble, the Scotty dog, the battleship, the boot, the cannon, the money bag. And for me, I always pick the iron. Now, I'm not sure why, but I always do. Are you like that too? Do you always pick the same Monopoly piece each time you play? Jesus is teaching again, and today offers these short stories on what the kingdom of heaven is like, kind of like Monopoly pieces. Which one will you choose to understand what God is all about. 
the mustard seed, the yeast, the pearl, the hidden treasure, and the net. Maybe Jesus talked about God in so many varied stories because he knew he was talking to so many different people, farmers and merchants, the poor, fisher people, the rich, those in the know, and those pushed away. Somehow trusting that different images and explanations would help people imagine what is possible, what is given to us, because God is here already in this world. Now, we need to name the elephant in the room, the kingdom of heaven. What in the world is that? Jesus mentions it so many times in Matthew's gospel, and it can be confusing the whole kingdom language makes me think of Hogwarts in Harry Potter or the Magic Kingdom castle at Disney World. But the kingdom of heaven is not some imagined magical castle that we hope to make it to someday. The kingdom of heaven is how Jesus talks about God's presence in this world. Some say reign of God rather than kingdom of heaven. And what it is, is what, what is possible because God is here. Now, I wish there was a simple explanation to all these little stories, perfect allegories so we could be given instruction on what to do and how to notice and embody this kingdom of heaven. The reality is, though, as we know, that it's not always clear to understand the kingdom of God because it's found and it's mixed into the complexity of the world and the demands that we place on ourselves and each other. And really, if you think about it, we're just too busy, focused on some horizon that someone else told us about, that we miss God's presence in the here and now. The wonder, though, as God's word is spoken, is how these little stories will find us and speak into our lives. I would like today to focus on the story of the treasure in the field. So Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in a field that someone finds and when she finds it, she hides it again and sells everything she has to buy that field. Hmm, that is confusing, as you said, Al. You are plowing away on some Monday and the blade hits something hard, a rock, you think, so you stop and you loosen it, and there is a treasure out in the middle of nowhere. Now, don't you think most people would dig up the treasure and leave, call in rich the next day and never look back? But Jesus says, no, the treasure is found and then hid again. And then she cashes all that she has so she can buy the whole field. Why buy the field when you have already found the treasure? What is this treasure? And why is it buried and not more accessible? Renowned preacher, Theology professor and storyteller Fred Craddock swears this happened to him. 
He was visiting in a home of one of his former students after graduation, and after a great dinner, the young parents excused themselves and hustled the kids off to bed, leaving Fred in the living room with a family pet, a large, sleek greyhound. Earlier in the evening, Fred had watched the kids roll on the floor playing with a family dog. That's a full-blooded greyhound there, the father of the kids had told Fred. Once he raced professionally down in Florida, then we got him. Great with the kids, that greyhound. Well, sitting there with the dog, the dog turned to Fred and asked, Is this your first visit to Connecticut? No, Fred answered. I went to school up here a long time ago. Well, I guess you heard I came up from Miami, said the greyhound. Oh, yeah, you retired, Fred said. No, is that what they told you? No, no, I didn't retire. I tell you, I spent 10 years as a professional racing greyhound. That means 10 years of running around that track day after day, seven days a week with others chasing that rabbit. Well, one day I got up real close. I got a good look at that rabbit and it was a fake. (laughs) I had spent my whole life chasing a fake rabbit. Hey, I didn't retire, I quit. The person plowing the field thinks that all there is is Monday through Friday grinding away to pay the bills and one day at the story she's living changes. She discovers something she never has seen before and it changes her so much that she wants to buy the field because she thinks there could be more treasure buried there or because that dry, rocky ground all of a sudden became holy. This unexpected encounter takes her life in an unexpected direction. Maybe a wake-up call that there is more to life than we think, and it will surprise us as we unearth what is right in front of us. That is the kingdom of heaven. Interesting, though, in this short story that Jesus does not provide descriptors on the one in the field, no resume of achievements, no words about their faithfulness, just a person tilling the fields, thinking that what she sees is it. And then a moment of experience and discovery, there's more than what she can imagine, so much more that they can't take the treasure and run She hides it again, and she goes and buys the field. She needs to be near the place where life became life. She went for it. Not long after getting married, Randy and I were invited on a trip to the Holy Land. My advisor, who was one of my favorite teachers from seminary, was leading it, and it was a bucket trip for both of us. We didn't have kids or a dog, but I was still in seminary and wasn't working, and we were making it on Randy's income alone. The trip obviously wasn't budget for, of course, and we discerned, and we decided no. We should save money and prepare for whatever future was ahead for us. 
On paper, it was the responsible decision. And we both look back and we regret that we didn't go, that we didn't cash it all in and buy the field. We didn't know then that it's really hard to go on trips with kids and pets and demanding jobs. Now, we can't know if that trip experience would have changed our lives, but looking back, we would have said yes. Preacher Will Willimon says, we get life, but adventure, treasure, the life worth living, God help us. We sell out too quickly, we settle for too little, we make nothing more important than money, and thereby we miss the treasure. Jesus never says the kingdom of heaven is a trip to the Holy Land. Jesus never says trusting in faith will be easy. There is a cost. It will disrupt, it will change your life. In fact, people may even despise you because of it. Question your decision. And as we walk with Jesus even ever so soon, he will be hated by the community that raised him because of what he proclaims. Jesus will call people to drop everything to follow him. It's not a walk in the park. It takes guts and laying it out there. There is risk. And we are promised that as we plow along, there will be a treasure worth selling it all for. And maybe that's why people leave jobs to pursue a passion hobby or schooling in a new field, why they empty their wallets for a cause that breaks their hearts, why people won't stop advocating for a voice that is silent, to work tirelessly for work that has no ending, to give something a try that still has so many unanswered questions and risks. Because God promises to be with us as we stumble, have regrets, or as we follow an easier path. And even you come today with unfinished business in your lives, hopes that you are reaching for, a path ahead that is still unclear, circumstances in our lives that we do not choose, but the places nonetheless that we are called to tend to and care for, to believe with all our guts that the story is still unfolding and the kingdom of God is here. Even today, God never stops calling us from chasing around the track to find what the real kingdom of heaven is already among us. And so if you're still trying to get off that track, I invite you to exhale long enough to eat the bread and drink the cup of life from Jesus. Because Jesus will never stop teaching, and God never stops revealing the treasure of God's mercy as you step out in faith. Because from the smallest seed, the smallest measure of yeast, the dry field of everyday life, a net made of rope, there is treasure the rarest pearl because God's love is so great for you and the world. 
and the rest we will still just have to iron out. Amen.